Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> after a small, Wait. small, small hiatus. From wherever you're listening across the world, welcome to another episode of Just Ball Things, Playoffs Edition. Ooh, Oi. special. Uh, and with me today, not, as you can probably hear, not with me, not with me next to me, but next with me spiritually and vocally, the J-Man, Jack Manuel. How are you, mate? I'm always with you spiritually. Where, 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 where are you, mate? Tell me of your, tell me of your recent exploits. I am in. Where have the you lower been? East. Well, I've been, I've been in Melbourne for a while. Nah, nah. And now, <laughs> it's been, I've only been here since bloody Saturday. I'm in the lower east side of New York, having some fun, heading to some Nets games, eating pizza, tacos, some of the best food in the world in this wonderful city. It, I mean, we've been to New York together, Nicholas. We mm. had plenty of fun times. I miss. Going to the Chelsea driving range with you and that was good. Laughing at comedy. Um, our spirits are intertwined in a lot of ways, and even in this city, I'm thinking of you, Nick. Music. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. You, mate, you make sure you find that lamb ragu pasta that we had I'm near the, Central I was Park. Telling someone about this the other day. I kid you not. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where this pasta Still was. Still best pasta I've ever had, which yeah, is was, coming from a lot from an Italian, like. It is. Nonna will be uh, turning in her grave. Is is Nonna dead? Nonna is. Okay. Thanks, Jack Mo. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My name is uh, Nick Busink, and mate, the reason that we have been out because I have the worst, worst, worst Jack. I'll say it again for emphasis. Worst. Uh, (laughs) immune systems in the world i get sick and i'm out and then i get better and then three days later i get sick again this is tremendous we're the soundboard right now i would even though you don't have this like um sound bite i would get you to get the sound bite like a light from the travis scott sicko mode song um (laughs) that was very white boy moment for me probably the most white boy rap song of the past few years but good to hear you healthy nicholas and you timed it well because uh playoff time that's it yeah that's right regular season is over and i for one have been ready for the playoffs for about two months <laughs> band's time over as well sorry band's time over as well band's time is officially officially over mate like when you officially make it over like it just I don't know, well it's, it's official about- banter time it needs an official yeah. end <laughs> um, fair enough. What, what do we do next? Uh, Busick Manuel scale here. Because it's playoff action, we are going to... This is going to be wall-to-wall Busick Manuel. There is nothing better than wall-to-wall Busick Manuel. And I can hear... I can hear the distant screams of our fans. It's like, what? No JB team? No JB team. Not this nah, week. Not for no, the we season. We... Rookie Watch is done. JB team is done. We'll That's be telling it. those votes. We'll get them to you at a later stage because mm-hmm. all that matters right now is that the Nets are in the playoffs and we're going to be doing 55 minutes. I've done an episode of the Brooklyn Buzz and I'm going to be doing all the JVT. I mean, <laughs> the Wizards were in the playoffs last time, Nick. Nets didn't. 
roles are reversed. Um, it feels nice, mate. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's begin here, mate. You wanna you wanna throw some uh, wanna throw some quick some cues at me? Yeah. So um, for those uh, that do listen to our podcast, or how, this is your first time, thank you for joining us. Normally, we are quite prepared in this. I have a, mm-hmm. a wonderful Google Doc. Nick has his template. Mm-hmm. I put all the things in. He has some links to click on. But now we're we're freeballing this. This and is ad lib ad lib JBT. This is like live television. Nick likes to free ball a lot in As general, I do. In, in the life, uh, and when it comes to clothing, for those that have listened before. Mm-hmm. But we will start off with uh, the Sixers and the Nets series. And Nick, the Nets have the greatest chance of a playoff upset in this year's playoffs. What the do you got? Sixers and the Nets. Of course, that's where we're starting. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, I've been... I was, I guess, super impressed by the uh, Nets in their final push. I remember there was about four games left, and there was, a, would say, a fairly high probability that they weren't going to make the playoffs. Their last few games were against Toronto, Miami, uh, Milwaukee, yep. and there's... Toronto. Yeah. No, you said all those teams you said were literally the last few teams. Yeah, like, like that was... Real dicey. It was going to be real dicey. Ended up finished sixth uh, with a just over 500 record. So congratulations there, first and foremost, to the Brooklyn Nets. It is a good time to be a Nets fan. In terms of the upset, biggest chance in all the brackets? Mm, Maybe. Depends what you consider. It depends what you consider an upset. That's what what the scale is for. We don't have maybe on our Uh, scale. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this one a Wikipedia fact. There's there's Ooh, something to this because Brooklyn Brooklyn ha- still have this sort of stigma of being Brooklyn, and the number th- the the discrepancy between the number three and the number six in the East is far greater than the West. But if you look at the three and six matchup on the West, I think that is. I think there's more likelihood that the sixth seed beats the three seed. So that would be my biggest, I would say. But is that the biggest upset? Well, yeah, I think that it, it depends on how you define upset. And, and I'll probably go a little bit less. You know, I'll go probably a Twitter because, mm. like you mentioned, you know, Paula might be a three seed, but I think that they're relatively evenly matched at the Oklahoma City. Um, so I'd say that that's higher, like uh, you sort of said. Yeah. Does Utah have a greater chance of upsetting uh, the Houston Rockets. Yeah, a lot and of people have a lot of a lot of people have this as a very real possible. I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that uh, later on, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite giving it the the stock that a lot of people are uh, giving it. But we'll get onto that so, uh, Nick, a bit later. I've yeah, I've given my predictions and a, a thorough in depth episode of the Brooklyn Buzz. Mm. Check it out, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, um, with Nick Faye. So if you want to hear my predictions, check that one out. But Nick. What's your prediction from this Philly Sixers series? And I'll get two predictions from you because this is what uh, Nick and I did as well because there's question marks around Joel Embiid's health and, and that is a, a huge factor in, in going into this series. So if Joel Embiid is healthy for the entire series, give me your prediction. And if Joel Embiid misses a game or two or three or whatever, give me your prediction. Um, if Joel Embiid is unhealthy for the entire series... That's one of the options I was getting. So we were talking entire yep. series is out. Um, yep. I'm probably going Philly in seven. Yep, that's what I said as I well. I think it's going to be a tight race. But I think that Joel Embiid, despite... Did Jared Allen get a block on Joel Embiid? I'm sure he did at one at, oh. at, at one stage. But history has told us that 
your bigs cannot hang with the likes of uh, Joel Embiid. So I honestly think it'll be a three-game swing. It'll be Philly and five. Yep, that's literally my. Oh, exam. there you go. Like, there you go. He is that important to that team that yeah, I um, I think Brooklyn will catch fire. Uh, you'll have a a D-Lo game where they'll they'll have this nice sort of they'll have a bit of a golf between your perimeter and your um and your and like actually in the paint. There'll be this nice little yeah. area, and I'm I'm willing to I'm I want to see. Some some D-Lo, some signature D-Lo floaters. Oh, cannot wait for D-Lo. I want at least ten points in floaters from D-Lo in one <laughs> game. That is the, that's all I want because they are a thing of beauty. They're as good as delis, and deli the, was the, you know. There, yeah, I mean that, that's the highest compliment you can get from an Australian <laughs> from an Australian basketball fan. Um, but Nick, we'll move on. We'll go to a few other series. We've got plenty to get through. The Boston Celtics. Uh, will absolutely destroy the Indiana Pacers in their 4-5 series matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boston sort of can lull you into a um, sort of, I guess, tipping against them, but it's a it's a farce. Like, yeah. they are and will be a good playoff team. Their regular season has waned. They've finished ninth overall uh, in all standings. But I think that given given what their youth did in the playoffs last season, I think that it'll be similar to a, a flip, a switch flipping for yes. um, for the Boston Celtics. I think they'll they'll pull their finger out and perform in the playoffs um, with Kyrie Irving at the helm. Gordon Hayward's playing the best ball he's played. Um, see if he can make some big uh, big splash in the playoffs. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, yeah and, I, and I think you nailed it on the head there, Nick. Oh, I think plain and simply, there's just too much talent that the Boston Celtics have. Mm. You know, I think that who guards Kyrie Irving uh, on Indiana's side? You know, do you take Corey Joseph? Yeah, that's right. I mean, like... It's, he's one of the most unguardable players in the league at the best of times, but let alone on a Pacers team, which really lacks that sort of talent. And you mean you know, Victor Oladipo is a tremendous two-way player and he would have been perfect in this sort of series and you would have expected it to be a little bit more competitive. But um, yeah, I've probably got the, the Celtics in six in this one. What do you think? I'm feeling I'm, I'm feeling the Celtics in five, but I can, I can totally see a six. Five. It's Ooh. just... I. Looking at this, like the Pacers team, well-drilled team, but I, I see a lot of the Atlanta Hawks in this, especially now that um, Oladipo's out. And I, I honestly think that well-drilled teams with no superstar can only get you so far in the playoffs when the yeah. pressure's on and you play the same team four yeah. or five times in a row. It's the unpredictability of a superstar who can just catch fire that can win you yep. games. When you don't have that, what are you going to... Is is Boyan, Boyan Bogdan Bogdanovich. You got it almost, sort of. Mr. Sort of Bogdan, like Mr. Bogdan. I mean, he played for the Wizards. I should know his name. Um, <laughs> um, Mr. Bogdanovich. Because I know there's Boyan and there's Bogdan, but I think Bogdan plays for the Kings. He does. There's Yeah, there's some... Mr. European man. Yep. Um, he, he can't be your primary scorer. <laughs> It's like, well, but he's been great. I mean, at the same. I mean, he has, but what like, what are you gonna do when you when you get a when you get your big body and the length that um that 
uh, Tatum, Boston, Brown, exactly. Boston have. Morris, I mean, Smart, Smart's probably going to be out. Is that being confirmed for the first? Two, for the first... Yeah, first two rounds, they said with the tournament week, which is a timely injury. But I think if any series doesn't matter in terms of his presence, and yeah. obviously his his presence matters tremendously. Like at the start of the season, before he was in that starting lineup, that's when a, a lot of the the Boston team was really in a flux with their success, and he was inserted and he's changed things. So obviously. That injury, which you mentioned, Nicky, is going to have a huge sort of turn. But first any two final rounds thought? as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, just just on that, just on that, the first two rounds they get past the uh, paces, and presumably they'll be onto the Bucks without Marcus oh, no. Smart in that uh, in that lineup. That's oh, almost no. a scheduled loss series, yeah. which is unfortunate. And so the Marcus Smart injury team. is quite influential. Yeah, Marcus Smart was great against Chris Middleton mm. um, last year in the playoffs as well. They don't, they're going to miss his presence. They're going to miss him no matter what. But um, we'll go to the other four, five, <clears throat> the other four, five, <clears throat> <laughs> the other four, five matchup in the West: the Houston Rockets second, the Utah Jazz. Nick James Harden's redemption narrative starts in this series. Redemption. Why? Redemption, why? Uh, great word. Not knocking Love it, yeah. It's a great. You're, you're gonna write it. You're gonna write it down. Redemption narrative. <laughs> what did you say? Redemption. What? Narrative. Oh, right. Yeah. Now you broke. You broke up a little yeah. bit, and I was. I was also not listening. Um, it's <laughs> well, a. It's a good mixture positive. of both. Always positive on a podcast <laughs> to have co-host not listening to what you're saying. <laughs> uh, we have good rapport. Um, <laughs> This is what carries the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I alluded this. This I alluded to this before. I'm not. I'm not quite giving the Utah Jazz. I guess the respect that a lot of people are giving them. Um, they've had a, a good surge at the end of the season to see them. I mean, if you peak at the right time, then you peak at the right time. I mean, as a dog, as a Western Bulldogs fan, I know all about that. Um, but in terms of James Harden's redemption game. The redemption narrative. Are you assuming that he's not going to win MVP? Um, is is this is is, is this him redeeming himself no. from not winning MVP, or is it just oh, the just, lackluster I, 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 playoff performances? Yeah, it's the lackluster playoff performances for me, Matt. And, and I think that that matters more as much as we don't like look back and go, "Oh, how many Finals MVP does he has?" I think uh, if he loses MVP, um, which you know we've talked about at length, and check out our past episodes for that. If he loses the MVP to say Giannis, as might happen, but he has a tremendous postseason, drags him to the finals, and has a competitive series against the Golden State Warriors, or even you know upsets them in in, in a historic fashion, then I think that that is a better achievement for his resume as a player overall. Mm. Yeah. Um, what I what I personally would think that. Harder needs to do is that I mean he averaged twenty eight points a game last um, last playoff series. Right. You look at that in isolation and you think, wow, that's great. Fifty percent from two, eighty eighty eight percent from the free throw line, incredible. Thirty percent from three. He is just bricking threes, forcing shots, isolation, which is you know how he plays. That might be great in the regu- might be great in the regular season. I think he needs to be bringing his team in a lot more, in um, which is weird to say for someone who like what how many assists is he averaged this season? It'd be close to ten. Um, yeah, I think it's eight, eight or so. I'll look that up. 
Yeah, seven point five. Those num those numbers like predictably so drop in assi uh, assist numbers. I think he needs to, in fact, increase them. When shots aren't falling, he needs to be bringing in other people. I mean, you shoot thirty percent across an entire playoff series for that year, and that's that's not go that's not going good. Boost those yeah. up 35, 37, and then you're in you're in finals MVP mode at that point. Yeah, and and for me this is this is a fact, Nick. You know, it's part of the reason. Uh, I mean, a lot of the busy Manuel's that I bring up, and and this one was brought up obviously ad hoc as all of them are. But I think that the it, it's so important that he has a great postseason. You know, I, oh. I think that you know Chris Paul was almost as good as him in 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 the last postseason, in last year's postseason, and the year before that. So if James Harden can be you know the regular season James Harden and have like a, an awesome series against Utah and you know, dominate against like a, a Royce O'Neal or Donovan Mitchell and all the guys who are guarding him, Ricky Rubio. Then I think, and and say like they have a, a, a breezy series against this Utah team who I think has a real chance uh, against the Houston Rockets. But at the same time, you know, you look at the talent and you look at just the best players. You, know, you could probably say that Chris Paul on his day, James Harden on his day, that's the two best players in, in this series. Yes, Rudy Gobert, he's quite easily the best defensive player and Donovan Mitchell um, has, you know, his own credits behind him. But I think those two players uh, on their, on a given day are the best performers. So mm. um, I think his playoff redemption narrative does start here. I'm going to go the Rockets in seven. Yeah, no, see, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not, most people were giving him seven. I'm giving him six. I think right? you talk. I mean, I, I love the Rockets. I love Harden. I love the way he plays. Controversial take. Um, of course. No, I mean, I, I, Utah can play him hard. And I think giving him six is a little... Uh, giving the Rockets in six is a little bit conservative on my end. Okay. I'm okay. leaning... See, I was always leaning five. Because okay. I think the Rockets are that good. They finished fourth and they had a little bit of a disappointing regular season... Uh, just that start really, really killed them. Now he waned off. They had uh, some bad losses at the end uh, as well. Are you, not, are, you, are you not concerned about the defensive drop-off since you know last postseason and, and in general? I mean, we've seen the we've seen instances in the regular season where their defense has well, their defense has been good. If you okay. take if you take a regular if if you take a snippet of the season be like yep that's the defense that we that we know exactly yeah whether they can i'm expect i'm expecting that they can produce that level like that level is there yeah. it's obviously a lot harder to achieve that without your erasers without your lukenbar and mute yeah um yeah. but that level is still there and that is still achievable the playoffs are a different beast and i think that they can get back up to that level uh again um completely completely fair yeah completely fair but nick we will move on to the portland trailblazers versus the oklahoma city thunder the three six matchup out west and abusing my well for this one my friend is paul george's health will dictate the result of this series as well as the thunders uh result beyond hmm 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 mm. paul george has mm. been mighty good that corner three he hit to sink the rockets in that Final game, second last game, one of them. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the last games was, yeah, pure magic. Uh, he is an incredible player, and I'm probably going to give this one a... Mm, 
Twitter. Not so much like he's an he's an incredibly important player, but if he is healthy, maybe not for every single game, or maybe he's on a minutes restriction for some of the games. Not that that's going to happen in the in the playoffs, but say he can only uh, contribute effectively in a 26, 25 minute capacity, and the rest right. he's sort of like maybe maybe a. Um, well, not as not as productive as you'd like him to be. I still think yep. Oklahoma City get over the edge. I okay. have Portland have given me no reason to think that they will have any playoff success. What makes you say that? Though? Is it the injury to Nurkic? Is it the injury, last season? Yeah, well, the injury to Nurkic, the uh, uh, the injury to McCollum. Yep. yep. Um. Lillard can only do so much. I, I, I love Damian Lillard. He is, you know, video game Dame. He is an incredible spectacle to watch. I think Oklahoma City's defense overall play, like they had that. The only reason that they're sixth right now is, well, they got that win right at the end. But their, what was it, March maybe? They were, was, t- they were terrible. Well, atrocious, atrocious. Yeah. It was abhorrent. Nicholas. That was yeah. Well, that's that's the concerning thing, because they were poised to have a uh, home series. They went six and ten in March. They were poised to have a home series, uh, finishing the top four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had them as like one of the number one contenders to the Golden State Warriors. To the Golden State Warriors, State. they went through this bad patch when Paul was uh, was when George was injured, and yeah. sure, um, yeah, I. I'm not willing to say that that is a hundred percent. Well, they're related, of course, but I, I again, the playoffs are a, a different beast, and I think that right. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City, can come out on top on this one, definitely. Yeah, even um, even if uh, Paul George is maybe not out for the whole series, but not pro- not producing as well as he could. Yeah. yeah, not 100%. Um, I'm going to give this a wiki, Nick, because I think that he is the most important player to Oklahoma City, no matter what. We've seen that through the entire season. We've seen that when he was, you know, in the MVP conversation before he tailed off around mm-hmm. March. Obviously, his injury, um, you know, coincided with the, the curtailed form uh, of the Thunder as well. But And on the, the, the Portland side of things, um, we still talked about the James Harden narrative, playoff narrative. I think that the, we're going to see a, a, a bounce back uh, of sorts from Damian Lillard in this postseason as well. I think that he is going to be incredibly motivated. Um, he had a, a horrible postseason against Drew Holiday and the New Orleans Pelicans last year. Um, and I I know that despite the fact that the Oklahoma City Thunder are, are tremendous defensively, you know they're not amazing offensively. Um, they have times where they can you know have bursts. They, their ancillary players are going to be tremendously important. I think Stephen Adams is going to have a real impact in this series. Um, and I will go the Oklahoma City Thunder in seven. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm giving them seven as well because it will be it will be an upset, no doubt. The three being the three six, but I I think Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City just as a well drilled team. I think the defense is going to get to Portland. We saw their breakdown last year with a Drew Holiday defense. Uh, again, that that sort of plays into. Um, Paul George's health, uh, yeah. But that whole their whole team as a collective can defend really, really well, and I think that's going to cause problems for a team that really has one creator. Like you've got, 
you, you, with, Evan Turner's with... getting triple doubles, mate. What are you talking oh about? Oh, my God. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll, 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 I'm so we'll keen be... for this playoffs to start because there is... Like, like Portland could, could, because they're a good team. There is no reason why they can't be bad, but for some reason they can't perform in the playoffs. So I would love to see Portland get up and take this series. You know, the, the less heat yep. on uh, Russell Westbrook, the, the, the better. Um, yep. We will see, Nicholas. Um, moving on to some of the 2-7 matchups. The Toronto Raptors will sweep the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Not so facty. Yeah, I'm 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 facting this one. Orlando have Orlando have been a, a feel good a, a feel good story, I guess, but <laughs> I honestly would love to think how many Magic fans thought that they were going to make the playoffs at the start of the season. Yeah, and I know like I mean... a, a similar thing can be said for the Nets fans, but I feel like there's a legitimate belief that the Nets are good, whereas with the with the Magic, it feels like holy crap, we just won forty two games, we're in the playoffs. This is like like the jubilation is going to, I guess, blur their direction. I guess. Being... Yeah, I get that. I think their defense has just been so damn good mm. under Steve Clifford, and he's utilized the fact that he's got like guys like Jonathan Isaac, um, you know, Aaron Gordon, all these really lengthy, rangy guys who have. Um, that are incredibly strong as well. And then you obviously you, you can't you know ignore the fact that Nikola Vucevic has been, you know, almost all NBA worthy in, in his play this season uh, as the center. So um, I'm going to give this like a strong wiki because I think they steal a game. Uh, the the gentleman sleep. You reckon? Uh, oh. uh, that, I, I will easily be wrong. And I'm probably, for me, sitting on the fence here is probably going to, uh, you know, probably come back to bite me in the butt. But I mean, I could, uh, I could know, still be having these like... Again, it's the same sort of stigma. Obviously, the Magic have improved a lot. Um, Vucevic being uh, the all-star caliber center that he is. Uh, yeah. And the defense that you alluded to before. But they're still the Magic. Do you get like? Do you, understand, do you get me? I, I do get you. Like, it's, they are, yeah. There's no reason to, to question uh, Tor- Toronto's, you know, depth and talent yeah, well, yeah and, that's right i mean you you're, you're, you're putting the likes of, of a star of Kawhi leonard versus the star of nikola vucevic like yeah it, it, it pales in comparison <laughs> i get what you're saying but, like that you know, golf maybe is, is big it's a large golf mm. and, and we'll, we'll see how it all pans out um but we'll go to the two seven on the west side the denver nuggets taking on the san antonio spurs nick now the san antonio spurs have a chance a chance of upsetting the Denver Nuggets. <sighs> I want to give this one fact because wow. I want to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I want to okay. give this one a fact because I want to believe in the Spurs. I want to believe in DeMar DeRozan and Lamar, more so Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, he can play the same thing against Lamar. He hasn't been great in the playoffs either. Sort of coincided with the Toronto narrative about their sort of postseason um, lack of success. I want to believe it for Pop, you know, and I want my sort of. I mean, I was very wrong about the Nuggets in terms of a preseason prediction, but if they crash out, if, yes, but if they crash out of the playoffs, then I can start ragging on <laughs> uh, on Malone again. <laughs> That's fair. Um, That's fair. No, nah, it's not really out of pet. Like I want to believe it, but I. I 
you know, small chance again, sort of that well-drilled team. You can get some crazy games from LA who's just going to shoot over guys. Um, there's a, a chance, I guess. I'll give this one a Twitter sort of. Yeah. Sort I'll of give it talking, a I'm talking myself out of it now. Like Denver, well, a, a good team. I'll try and talk you back into it in, in the sense that, you know, you made plenty of good points in terms of, you know, guys that have a playoff experience and the reliance on, you know, a guy like Nikola Jokic in his first postseason. How is that going to go? Yeah. I mean, Paul Milton He's going to get targeted a lot more. Like, he, yeah. yeah. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, these sort of young guys don't have that sort of playoff cojones, whereas we know the San Antonio Spurs, like, they are, I'm, I'm assuming cumulatively the amount of playoff experience on that roster and and in that organization is just tremendous so you know maybe that counts for something so um, i think that this series could be competitive um, i think the denver nuggets have the talent and should be able to you know close this one out and in my eyes in six but at the same time you know san antonio did beat them in march you know that last game um, that they faced each other you know denver absolutely destroyed them but players through a different game um and i think coaching comes into an effect and like you mentioned with mike malone mm. we know greg popovich knows how to make adjustments you know the adjustments he made to james harden uh, a few years ago in the players was probably some of the best coaching we've seen in the postseason you know block the, the the block heard around the world was uh phenomenal so i'm going denver in six uh before we get to the one eight series nick uh who have you got yeah i'm going denver in six as well i want to believe denver in seven just to get a game seven that would a game seven oh anything can happen but i i want to i want to believe in the spurs i really do yeah nick both one eight matchups milwaukee detroit golden state los angeles mean nothing in the grand scheme of this playoffs. I mean, that's true. That is. That, they they do mean absolutely nothing, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be entertaining. One of them. <laughs> the Golden State <laughs> LA, yeah, Golden State LA yeah. will be interesting. I'm already I'm already jeering up um for for Pat Be- for uh, Beverly. Bev, yeah, and we saw Bev giving Jay Crowder some advice mm. on, on how to guard James Harden, which was kind of cool. Um, and, you know, one of the, the matchups this season, you know, the Clippers and Golden State, you know, that's when the, the infamous Draymond KD bust-up happened. So I think there's some volatility in this series. We should get some entertaining moments, whereas, you know, I'm doing a Detroit Pistons playoff preview and it's hard to find any positives. Yeah. <laughs> OGD basketball. So it, it is, it, is Griffin going to be out for the whole season? I, I would... Like and that, for the and for that. he's been that he's been healthy. He hasn't been healthy. He's yeah. on a hundred percent. And you know we talked about Joel Embiid's health. I think that Blake Griffin's health is even more integral to this oh, team. Yeah, to I, like, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, they've just got nothing that <laughs> in terms of like I'm literally writing up like the strengths of Detroit and like I've come up with like deflections. Like deflections is the best <laughs> thing I can come up with for this Pistons squad. Um, and am- that's not to say. That you know they they deserve, deserve to be there, and you know they they start off the season nicely. Like Griffin was great, but you know they certainly curtailed off, and and that obviously was with you know Blake Griffin's health at the same time. But um, yeah, both of these series are pretty insignificant. Um, I, I think, like you mentioned, Nick, um, I think that both of them are going to be sweeps. Uh, yeah, I, I'm probably I'll, I'll give uh, LA a game because I think they can annoy them enough to. Uh... Yep. To to steal a game, I mean these Warriors aren't going to be going full throttle either. I uh, would assume. Um, I think that they can get one game in Staples. Um, 
but I'm not given the it's it's amazing how what little uh spotlight we give Drummond now. I remember like maybe two years yeah. ago. Like the the the, the guy's a rebounding machine, but like what, two years ago he was like twenty three and getting like fifteen rebounds a game. Um and it's just like he was the he was touted as like the the, the star of the Pistons franchise. And yeah, now and it's like who gives a crap about Andre Drummond now? Oh, exactly. Which is and, and I mean, sad. It's it, and he's been awesome. And, you know, he's one of the, the league's best rebounders. I think he's improved defensively as well. But, you know, I, I think that his presence is almost not necessarily made null and void, but because Brook Lopez has great post presence and also is probably the best perimeter shooter, big man, you know, with probably Vucevic mm. in the league, um, it, it's going to be tough for Drummond to sort of, you know, maintain yeah, his he's, he's going to, yeah. He's got to make any more play, play, play off he will. Any more playoff thoughts, Nicholas? Other than the fact that um, you know, the Wizards aren't there. Oh yes, it's uh, it's been. A, I'm just glad the season's over. We don't have it to talk any more Wizards. We well, haven't even chatted about the fact that you know. Did you have any thoughts on the the Ernie firing? It's been a while. Ah, uh, it has. I mean, you're about three years too late, Washington Wizards. <laughs> but thank you for finally, finally doing it. Can Tedley on? Can fire himself? Is that a is that a thing? Um, <laughs> yes, but it would be an odd thing. It's like Magic Johnson to an extent, which we... Okay, speaking of, uh, we're going to move on to some just general NBA news. If you guys have any thoughts on obviously what we said, you know, at the J-Man, JBT, at JBT, Nick, how many... Uh, while, while I'm doing a bit of a spiel in this music, well, look up your followers, mate. If you oh, that yes. All right. Let's Maybe, yeah, follow, follow or watch. But um, yeah, at the J-Man, JBT, at JBT, Nick, JBT podcast at JBT.com. Plenty of stuff happening. JBT is going to be kicking on. We're three years strong, ladies and gents. We're, 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 we're keeping this thing going. 61. Um, Nick, 61. 61. You haven't dropped any. Those there you go. The, the, uh, I'm looking at my followers now. Kieran That's Reeves, nice. thank you for following me recently. A, uh, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Where's shout, he from? shout out. No idea. <laughs> but he's uh, uh, he looks like a, a fine young man. Obviously, if he's following you, he certainly is. But, <laughs> Nick, we made the, the segue. We, we totally took it off track. But we'll get back to that segue. It relates to Magic Johnson. Uh, and there's a piece in the ESPN, and I'm going to sort of steal it from here. The What the Lakers need to do now is hire an outsider as the head of their front office. Mm. In terms of, like, you know, just stick away from Rob, stick away from Kobe, you know, Jerry West. Just find someone who is good, a good general manager, has a proven record, or, you know, is just not a Lakers person. Because we know Jeannie loves people who have Lakers history in this Lakers alumni, so mm. to speak. Uh, I mean, a GM is a or a, a president of basketball operations um, yes. is a tricky job to have. And I, you know, coming into it, I would have thought that Magic was great, likable, likable person, uh, has a lot of basketball sense, uh, gets al- gets along with a lot of players in the league, has that has that big draw of being one of the best players to ever play the game, um, but doesn't have the the business sense to an extent because it's it's not like you can just be an agent 
Like you can't yeah. you can't be an agent as as a as as the president. Um, yeah, which is you know essentially why he alluded to it. Essentially why he stepped down. He couldn't be that mentor that he wanted to be, which I think is much more suited to him. You need to get a GM who knows the ins and outs of being a GM first and foremost. Don't worry about yeah. the name. Like you said, like someone external. Don't worry about the name. Don't worry about the the look. Get someone who can actually run your business. Yep. Back to Mundo. Run Nicholas your Sarg. basketball operations. Yes. Uh, literally, um, I'm, I'm as fact as you can get on this one. You yeah, know? Uh, I, I think that the rumors and the news going around now that Rob Palenka will get more power is just silly. It's dumb if this if that's going to be the case. If Rob Palenka is going to be the head, because we've we've heard rumblings out from everywhere. I think from Stephen A. Smith and that you know other GMs, other people around the NBA don't like him. You know his agent history. Um, mm. He's a weird dude. I, I'm not a big fan of his either. You know, anyone who's like really close with Kobe Bryant, I'm going to question anyway. Um, <laughs> we all know my hate on Kobe Bryant. We somehow and... always take this back to Kobe Bryant hatred. Yes, it's, and it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a strange, it's a strange dynamic. It deserves to be consistently brought up, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think that Jeannie needs to prove herself as an owner and you know throw. Throw some money, like literally, like in Smithers and 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 Mr. Burns' money fight. Literally, throw money <laughs> at a guy like Sam Presti or Danny Ainge or Daryl Murray mm. or whoever it might be around the league to lure them. Bob Myers, um, whichever guy you need to get or have to get to make your team, you know, relevant again. Because this Lakers allure, it's no longer a thing. Yes, they're like a Barcelona or a Manchester United or whatever, but. Uh, in terms of like their team cachet, but those teams are successful. Mm. Like they play, they're always, you know, uh, at the pointy end of, you know, championships and, and that sort of thing. And, and in big sort of playoffs and, and all the rest, this Lakers team has had no success on the court mm. for the past half decade, if not longer. So they need to make a, a, a bold decision and they need to make this right because this could be, you know, dictate how things go going forward with LeBron James, obviously aging, uh, free agency, uh, a massive turning point as well. So uh, it needs to happen. Obviously, the coaching situation we'll keep up with, but we'll, we'll visit some other coaching situ- situations in a little bit too. So any final thoughts before we get onto some coaching situations? Nick nothing. <laughs> Nick no. Oh my God, I haven't heard that. Bring, uh, bring it back, baby. I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, no, well, I, I often see GMs and, and any higher up front office people as politicians you're only going to be well known if you screw up if the if the if the average basketball fan doesn't know you as a gm then i'd i'd be willing to say that you've done a a, a, like a decent job yeah i mean you look at like rc buford a a lesser known guy in san antonio those sort of lesser likes but um, oh yeah, you want them to fly under the radar. You want, don't want them to get all the cutest. But at the same time, yeah. Daryl Morris is the popular personality. Well, yeah, I mean Daryl Daryl Morris is 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 yeah a great Bob Bob Myers as well. Like have been doing uh, great things, and that's their accolade. But yeah, yeah, like it. I, I found that it's the same with politics. You only really sort of learn. You know, obviously, you'll know your president, prime minister, but then you'll learn the people in like. Fraser Anning in in Australia. Fraser Anning, Pauline Hanson, yeah, famous for controversy. for for being 
idiots you know Uh, whereas i I couldn't i couldn't name most of the members in labor because they just don't rock the boat like the politics talk my friend uh didn't know we were a political podcast but we're getting (laughs) it in there why not Uh, um i'm gonna do a busy man well here that'll sort of combine all the sort of coaching moves together so jim boylan's obviously been rehired Cavs are not bringing back larry drew for a second season the grizzlies fired jb bickerstaff and the kings also fired uh dave yeager the, K- the Kings firing Dave Yeager is the most shocking coaching move of the past week. I... I it, it, well, without <laughs> words. Literally, literally, they were... I mean, they, they, fell off a, they fell off a little bit at the end, but they were... They finished ninth. 39 yep. wins. Yep. Your team had direction. Darren Fox was this amazing sophomore. Buddy Love. I don't. Buddy Hill. I, yeah, yeah. Buddy Hill. Like yeah, exactly. That so, that Love trade that that trade for uh, Demarcus Cousins that ended up getting injured started to sort of you know yeah. pay off in a, in a strange sort of way. Yep. Finishing ninth it, in the West, and I don't. I. Uh, Lost for words, Jackie boy. Lost for words, and no, I think that that indicates the fact that it is a fact. You know, I don't think it. May, I think that JB Bigstuff isn't a good coach, um, and, and it doesn't surprise me that he's leaving Memphis, despite the fact that some people are surprised, including their star Mark Conley. Oh uh, yeah, he was. He, he he also had no words, but he typed them. Yeah, I mean, he did type them. Uh, that's the, the the wonderful nature of the of social media and the internet. Um, Jim Boylan couldn't care less. The bull sucks. Stuff him. <laughs> Same with the Cavs. The Cavs suck. Yeah, I um, know. Like those, those two are there. But yeah, and, and I think that in in that sort of sense, you know, the Cavs should go for a, a, a Kenny Atkinson type, a Lloyd Pierce type to sort of you know, revitalize them in a way. If they were to go for you know a Jason Kidd or whatever, that would be surprising. But obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on the coaching situation, and we'll be reporting and giving you our takes uh, throughout JBT for the rest of the year. But yeah, this, this the fact of Vladi Divac fired him you know he's and and this was what was said in the statement after evaluating the season i determined that we needed to move in a different direction in order to take us to the next level on behalf of the king's organization i want to thank dave for his contributions to our team i wish him all the best why are you going in a different de- direction like like yeah, what i mean is the point they, of that? they had direction for the first time in a very long time like don't you just like stay on that direction if it's an upward and and forward moving direction Shouldn't you maintain the consistency rather than possibly changing that tack by, you know, uh, changing uh, and then by, by, by hiring someone new? It just makes little to no sense. And I'm not the biggest Dave Yeager fan. Um, one of our writers, um, a lot of our, we have some, a few Grizzlies writers at OJG, and they're not his biggest fan either in terms of you know, development and such. But you just look at the results of what's happening right now and, and what's happening in Sacramento and the fact that they just had this massive uh, positive season it's it's just incredible the, the fact that this happened um I, I just don't understand how and why um it just it really doesn't make much sense you know the, i've heard very minor rumblings uh, around the ways that you know they could have been fired in because they might be going after a luke walton um mm. i don't there's just many things that could be happening and uh this is you know we've talked about like pivotal moments for for a lot of these teams and uh, in terms of turning points, what happens beyond this season and in this offseason for the Kings? Because you don't want to disenfranchise yourself to a guy like 
Darren Fox, to a guy like Buddy Hill. These guys that are giving you relevancy again, like you mentioned, Nick, and, and, and some excitement uh, around a team that has really lacked that in for, for a long, long, long time. And despite the fact that apparently now Vladi Divac has a new four-year deal. So um, it's just... Vladi has had done plenty of questionable things. You know, mm. many people question the fact many, that he didn't draft. Many draft contest. picks, yeah. <laughs> All the, the, the draft, the situation, and, and everything surrounding that. So um, the, we talked about GMs, uh, you know, at like we were talking about Magic. Vlade and what he's doing um, it remains to be seen um, if he gets any positive results from it. But it's an interesting sort of dynamic. Like, their splits pre and post All-Star they were 30 and 27 going into the All-Star break. F- phased off a little bit at the end, 9 and yeah. 16. I would say that's just reminiscent of a young team. Like yeah. losing oh. losing legs towards the end of the season, the push for playoffs for such a for such a young for such a young team and you got Buddy Hill, Jaron Fox, I mean Willie Cauley Steins what 20 25 is he like he, yeah he's relatively young as well only been in the league for three years um you know they've got their rookies like uh like bagley you know yeah he looks good like and, the, the, mean, their direction going forward looks good i mean i don't yeah uh, i don't all, i don't get all, it all looked but nick breaking news because uh urban magic johnson uh, is happily back on Twitter, as he mentioned in that press conference, which was bewildering. Uh, and he has, and literally four minutes ago, so breaking news. If you're oh, listening wow. to this. oh, I can I see it. How, I can see it right now. I'm on Twitter. Now, I'm on Twitter, Magic. Bad, I know how bad you want to win a championship for all at Lakers fans at Genie Bus. And under your leadership, that will happen soon. No, it won't. I will always. <laughs> he didn't write the <laughs> he didn't run no way. I will always love you and will always be your brother from another mother, Laker for life. Now, um, why couldn't he say this to Jeannie Buss before just like quitting? Why could he say this to her face? Why couldn't Irvin have the cojones and the, the, the gravitas and the confidence to just go up to his brother from another mother and say, look, you're awesome, Jeannie. I quit. Sorry. Rather than going, oh, let's everyone just find out in a press conference. It's just... He's a weird cat, Mr. Magic Johnson. We love him. He's a positive dude, and his smile lights up. He, a group, he's but... been he's been quickfire tweeting, mate. If you haven't noticed, he's he's been tweeting every minute, seven minutes oh, wow. ago. Genie Bus, it was it was an honor and pleasure working by so, working side by side with you every single day, coming up with strategy on how we can make at the Lakers uh, better on the court and in the community. This it is, was a uh, it was a dream. This is another one from six minutes ago. It was a dream of your father and my mentor, the father figure, Doctor Jerry Buss, for us to work together, and it finally came to fruition. And then the easy. tweet that you said. I mean, this is obviously like a speech that he's splitting uh, into what, certain characters. <laughs> this is literally what he just sort of said to Jeannie Buss face to face, like why it's just i mean maybe it's the age we live in now nicholas where it's just like at jbt nick i appreciate you so much for co-hosting the podcast with me i'll fucking just tell you man like i'm 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 a i'm a person like we interact and it's very strange and magic we know how much he loves the twitter game his twitter game is incredibly strong Mm. um but strange strange uh musings from from mr magic but nicholas any final thoughts players happening plenty of coachings it's gonna be uh, a big one next week, and I'll—I sh- think I'll be home. Yeah, I'm going to be home for for next week's pod. So, in person next time. Lover Lee. One last uh, thought 
We've got playoffs happening again, like we've got a lot of coaching changes, but let's not distract ourselves from the real issues here, from the yeah. real talking points. Game of Zones is back, baby. Yes, it is. Well, I haven't I haven't watched the first episode yet, but I am keen. And Game of Thrones this Monday. Three days. Three. Not long, We've been waiting two freaking years for it. Or one year. It, it ends. It's where it all ends. Yeah, a year and a half, something like that. It's been way too long. Very long. Uh, and we all, we all like it. We, all, we know very long, Nicholas. We're, we're proud proponents of, of very long. Yes, I am long. Penis. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you for making it all the way to the 50-minute mark of this podcast. Uh, so that just about does it for another week. Um, so we'd just like to say thank you for tuning in for to Just Ball Things. You can catch us on the Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel. As always, you can catch us on Apple Pods, Google Pods, Pocket Cast Pods, and Blog Talk Radio Pods. Um, all the different sorts of pods. Uh, or wherever it is you is, or wherever it is you listen to your pods. <laughs> Do a solid. Leave us a rating and review as well. It helps us out immensely. So thank you for that. Uh, so remember, it's you guys that make the show great. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep falling to the stars. Come on.